welcome to our second edition of Baby Talk. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornital from the In The Money Media Network, joined once again by a man I've had the pleasure of working with a number of times on these airwaves. He is from Gainesway Farm. He is Sean Tugel. Sean, how are things? Doing great, Pete. Uh, excited to, to get this podcast up and going and get another uh, edition under our belt uh, as, as the year continues to progress towards the Breeders' Cup and we get to see more and more two-year-olds appear and, and uh, we get underway with the big stakes races and uh, at Saratoga and at Del Mar and Ellis Park now with, with their substantial two-year-old purses and, and their stakes program. We're, we're starting to get in the swing of things and it's getting exciting. We're starting to see the first crop sires come out with a bang and, and have a bunch of winners. So uh, we're starting to ramp up definitely in the two-year-old world. That's exactly right. And that's part of why we wanted to get a show today. Obviously, those important stakes at Churchill Downs from last weekend. We're going to look back at those. And then going forward, you're going to be hearing a whole lot more from us. We're going to be doing a bunch of short shows. If there's an interesting two-year-old race, we might do a show on uh, one race on a, on a Wednesday. We'll definitely look to look at some of the, the bigger two-year-old races over the weekends as they come up. It's, it's going to be a, a ton of fun. These are not long shows, not full podcasts. Going to be much more of a lean and mean approach, talking about what we need to talk about as the summer goes on. I have a general question about first-year sires for you, and I'm going to ask it now in the fear that I'll host fail and forget to ask you later when we get to that part of the show. But in your experience in the industry, I'm asking you this as a horse player, certain trends have started to emerge about different sires at this point. We'll get to that in a bit. But in your experience, how much does what happens in these few months we've just had when the two-year-olds first come out translate to August, September, October, and beyond? In other words, how much stock should we put in the first-year sire numbers to this point? Is there signal in it, or is it a lot of small sample size stuff? Well, certainly it is a small sample size, but uh, at this point, you'd like to definitely see them be getting to the races. As we've seen with a number of them, they've already had starters. We have a number of them that have already had many winners. Uh, So you you do want to see that precocity. That's what people are breeding for. That's what people are are, are wanting to get out of uh, of the horses they breed. And and so you can start to see now uh, that we probably have probably about 60, maybe coming up on 90 days of of some two-year-old racing under our belts. The two-year-old sales season is, is fully completed. Um, so you're going to be able to see now as, as the, the summer progresses, uh, the sample sizes are going to get larger, but, but you can already start to see the horses that are, are getting to the races that are, that are running. Obviously gun runners, a horse, he came with a lot of fanfare, uh, one of the most expensive horses to retire, uh, in his crop. And, uh, and he's come out, he's got like 50% winners to runners already. Uh, Caravaggio, who started there in, in Ireland, he has the most amount of runners, but, but a lot of them you've already seen in Europe, and that's where he has the majority of winners. Uh, he has eight, which leads to the sire crop. But you can start to see, you know, there's some interesting horses. Um, you know, Leo Band last year kind of came out of, out of New York and, and separated himself as a, as a young sire to watch. You have a horse like Stanford, who's kind of creeping in the top 10 at this moment. He stands in, in California. He himself was, I believe, a $500,000 two-year-old. So uh, he's kind of replicating the, the two-year-old form that he had. And then I, I think a horse to keep an eye on, which is uh, a horse that kind of been made a little bit of uh, some noise in the yearling sales with, with his yearling averages from, from not many foals, uh, would be a horse called Mohamen, who's, who's a young son of Tappet. We've already seen Constitution Frosted 
do well as, as sons of Tappet and come out and uh, be towards the top of their uh, respective freshman sires classes. And uh, this horse, Mohammed, he had another really impressive winner in California. I think it was yesterday, uh, Sunday. And, um, and he's a horse who, who stands at 7,500 there at Shadwell, who uh, could be making a lot of noise. I, I like what I've seen from his runners. So, so a horse like that, who's, who's making a little bit of headlines early on um, is, is definitely uh, one to keep an eye on. And then you have unified who, just had his first black type winner. He's been a horse coming out of the yearling sales last year and through the two-year-old sales this year that's had a lot of hype about him. So uh, he's starting to show that he is uh, is worthy of the hype that uh, was bestowed upon him from his yearling sales. Well, that's a perfect segue when you mention Unified to the next topic. We'll come back and talk about some more first crop sires at the end, Something stuff that I think an underrated angle for, for horse players to be paying attention to. But you talk about Unified, we got to talk about the debutante stakes from Churchill on Saturday, and Behave Virginia gets the victory in this one uh, with, a, with a figure that came back all right and, and uh, what I thought was a, a pretty nice-looking effort after not necessarily breaking with alacrity how impressed were you by behave virginia um you know i i thought both her and the second place horse on the ones and twos both ran very good races um going back and watching the replay which is always nice to do uh and and different angles both the head on the pant you know she got she, like you mentioned she might not have broken real sharp but she did sit a nice rail trip um and on the ones and twos had to take the overland route they kind of both hit the wire pretty close together uh but if you watch behave virginia there kind of got the uh the perfect opening took the rail and then was able to split uh the rail horse and and what at the time was like the third place horse and find a nice gap and that was probably the deciding difference between on the ones and twos um who had to take a much wider trip i thought both phillies certainly um live you know came back and ran respectable uh off their maiden victories uh you always like to see that looks like they both kind of made a little step forward which is also good to see uh so i would say both of them would probably be on to possibly saratoga stakes uh or the ellis route but but i do think that that is going to come back to be uh, a significant race to watch but to be honest with you I, I might like the second place finisher better than the winner that's interesting i think pace oriented players sean might make you a case that wicked halo was even best in the race also not breaking particularly well setting wickedly fast fractions coded red on the time form u.s pace ratings on this one in the end still uh, didn't go down by all that much well well clear of the next one uh, Wicked Halo by Gunrunner, one of the horses that we got to talk about anytime we're talking about first-year sires. Mm-hmm. And uh, out of the Tappet, any excuse to mention Tappet on the Gainsway uh, sponsored show, damn, just Wicked. What did you think of? What did you think of this one? Are you buying my argument that that maybe if she can meet out those fractions a little more evenly, she could be as as good as the top two, or do you feel like the other two might have moved past her at this point? Um, well, I, I certainly think anytime you get a favorable pace set up, um, it, it, it's more beneficial. She certainly lost, didn't lose anything, uh, in the way she ran other than, than not winning, but she got her black tie placing. Uh, certainly she's, she's by gun runner who, and out of a tap at Mary, you would think that she would also probably want a little bit, uh, at a different, at a distance, which would also get you a little bit more of that favorable pace set up, uh, as, as you were discussing. So, so she's definitely one to keep an eye on uh, as they stretch out. 
that that might kind of help her um, be able to be more competitive with those top two horses. But I also think that Jimmy Creed Philly on the ones and twos uh, should love stretching out. And uh, but hey, Virginia certainly wasn't getting short the wire either. It's a good looking group. It'll be fun to see them reappose wherever it may be, whether it's Saratoga or as part of that part of that Ellis program you mentioned. That wasn't the only two year old stake we had on Saturday. We also had a graded one in the Grade Three. Bashford Manor going out to six. Another race that featured a wickedly fast pace that ended up uh, unraveling late. Uh, that one was set by by Lansdowne. Uh, the race in the end goes to Double Thunder for Todd Pletcher and John Velasquez. Certainly no strangers to two-year-old stakes wins. This race did not come back on the clock uh, quite as favorably as the as the the Phillies version. Uh, despite having that wicked pace, uh, not quite sure what to make of this form. Sean, what did you think? Yeah, certainly, um, again, Tappet had his stamp all over this with uh, Glacial being by Frost as another son of Tappet and, uh, and Double Thunder being out of the Tappet mare, Rat-a-Tap-Tap, her first full. Um, you know, watching the replay on this race, again, as, as you stated, the, the pace was, was quite fast and Double Thunder was, was last trailing the field. He's another one that I do think will benefit from stretching out. Uh, being by Derby winner Super Saver out of a Tappet mare who did her best running going long. Um, I thought Glacial ran a good race. I was very surprised to see the number come back as low as it did. Um, I, I think I like the, to see the winner as he stretches out, give him a little bit more credit. It looked like he had to be ridden kind of hard down the backside as, as the field kind of separated away from him. Obviously, the, the very fast tractions explain a little bit of that, but, but I do think from the quarter pole home, he was, he was impressive and he, and he took dirt in the face and, and he kind of, you know, had to make his own, uh, own path. So I, I'd like to give the winner some credit and see him uh, come and see where he goes and, and, and how he responds uh, and, and probably what will be another step up in class. But um, as, as you stated, I think the Phillies version we'll see is, is probably the stronger of the two races that day. I am a little bit interested in Glacial going forward just because to be part of that hot pace and you see how far back the others finished in there and to still be be there at the end. And I also like the fact that that uh, Son of Frosted had impressed clockers in the past that's something i'll I'll notice down the line and and see if those trends continue and and this is you know very strong female family with five winners from five starters i i definitely don't want to give up on on glacial no matter what the speed figure says do you think that's fair i think that's fair i think these horses are so young they really only some of them only have two starts under the belt now a maiden victory and and a stake start so you know, a lot can happen between now and as they mature and, and, and learn their their trade better and, and gain more experience. So certainly I, I always like to uh, treat these, these early two-year-old races, you know, um, more more liberally, just just give them more of an opportunity to, to prove you wrong down the road. But, um, you know, I, I think both Glacial and, and Double Thunder, I, I thought they both ran very uh, good races visually. I thought Glacial maybe had a little bit of trouble there around between the three eights and the, and the quarter pole had to kind of maybe tap on the brakes just a little bit, which can, can, you know, in a, in a two-year-old race, stopping your momentum, momentum at any time can, can cost you, uh, can cost you some, some benefit down the road. But, uh, I'd say overall the, these horses 
I think the next start will, will tell you a lot about these horses going forward. Um, but they certainly didn't do anything wrong in this start. Let's move on to talk about some more uh, first crop sires. You touched on a bunch of them, but there's a few other names here who have left off left off the page to me as a horse player of ones I'm going to be looking to keep on side with their two-year-olds in, in their next few starts. One you did mention, but I'll mention again, Stanford, the idea of him potentially having a big Del Mar meet. Now, I don't know of any specific runners in, in any barns, but I just see the fact that we're dealing with a, a first-year sire who's who's going to be involved in all manner of calbreds, who's already three for six with the first-time starters. I mean, as a horse player yourself, I would imagine that that's the kind of thing you're going to look to not necessarily automatically bet, but uh, maybe if you're on the fence, you're, you're going to give the, the nod to to some of the Stanford two-year-olds at this point out at Del Mar. Yeah, I mean, you look at Stanford, he's a very well-bred horse. He was a high-priced two-year-old. Uh, he had the speed and he had the class and, and carried it on, I believe, as a three-year-old. So, you know, the, he's a type of horse um, himself, Leoban. You, you look at horses like Mosler and and some that end up, Divining Rod, that end up in uh, regional markets, but they're very, very close to being a Kentucky Stallion. Um, and you put them in a regional market, and, and they can absolutely dominate there with their first or second crop, and, and you'll see them move to Kentucky possibly. And, and he may be a horse that, that warrants that down the road if these first crop materials continue to uh, to run well and impress. I think any time, um, you know, like the Stanford uh, gun runner, if you look at his percentages at the moment, you like to see – Regardless of whether whether they win or not, you want to see them be competitive. You you know the gun runners, if they're not winning, they're they're running first, second, or third. It seems like on on quality surfaces and kind of the same thing with Stanford's. Um, they're either winning or or they're right there and very competitive. And I think that's uh, that's something that you always want to see in, in a sire's is that desire to to compete, that desire to try to win. So uh, it looks like he's uh, jumping that hurdle for sure with with his offspring to date. Couple so, others oh. being being. Yeah, being that that he's you know he should have an opportunity to have a bunch of state bred main special weight winners at Del Mar too probably over the summers is certainly going to help him as well. Let's talk about a couple of the other names on the list who've impressed so far, especially numerically. Uh, we've got Classic Empire four for nine thus far, and the exact same stat four for nine with Practical Joke. And I noticed Practical Joke being by into mischief, particularly popular with uh, ninety two foals. I would imagine we're going to see a whole lot of practical jokes um, throughout throughout the course of this summer. Uh, I'm assuming you're looking optimistically at what's going to happen with the with both those, those stallions at this point. Yeah, both of them stand at Ashford. Uh, they've always done well with with freshman sires. You know, Classic Empire. You go back and and he was a champion two year old, so uh, it doesn't surprise you that he's jumping up with these uh, with these these winners already. He himself won the Bashford Manor before he went on to uh, grade one wins as a two-year-old. And you go back and look at the Breeders' Cup Juvenile um, the year he won it, and it was against Not This Time, who was, I think, a top three freshman sire last year. Uh, so the form is there certainly on, on for the two of them. And then Practical Joke was um, a multiple grade one winning two-year-old. Uh, he is by the Mischief, who is, is one of the best sires that we have in America at the moment. And, um, you know, he's been a horse that people have been very excited for for many years. And uh, people are expecting him to be, you know, right at the top of the freshman sire list. So he, he's going to be under a lot of scrutiny 
uh, practical joke as the summer continues. I look forward to a day. This is just a completely random thought, but how fun would it be if there were betting markets about these freshman sires? You could follow them throughout the year and, and have a have a rooting interest in, in who was going to top these standings. That would be fun, fun to mess around in. One who I think would have been a big long shot in that category who has uh, who has certainly impressed that I wanted to get your take on is Gormley, who now has four winners from uh, from ten starters standing for uh, standing for five thousand at Spendthrift Gormley being a son of Malibu Moon. I'm at the point with with a runner like Gormley where I'm definitely going to be giving extra a little bit of extra consideration to some of his some of his two year olds. Yeah, he's come out and had some nice winners. Uh, he's by Malibu Moon, who has been a good source of uh, two-year-old speed and, and two-year-old grade stakes performers. Uh, Gormley himself was a grade one winning two-year-old. Interestingly enough, him and Stanford both by Malibu Moon. Um, so that goes to show you that, that kind of precocity there. And, um, you know, he's still a horse that um, is, is kind of right in the thick of it. Uh, we'll see as, as some of the higher-priced two-year-olds and yearlings by him get to uh, the races at the premier meets to see where he competes against the rest of them. But uh, he certainly put his name in the hat for, uh, for top honors if some of these uh, horses continue to go on and, and compete at the higher levels. We've talked about the successful ones and how you might try to bring some of that knowledge into your handicapping. At what point, if ever, do you get do you get nervous? I mean, it's about a sire. It, it, you know, when I say nervous, not about necessarily how they're going to be as a sire, but you you might say, oh, well, they're not winning first out. Maybe these are going to be ones mm-hmm. who need a little bit of time. I mean, I see a runner like Mastery standing for 25,000, 0 for 8. My temptation is to say it's 0 for 8. It's small sample size. If this horse, if everything else tells me the horse is going to be fast, I'm still going to give it the count that it can win first out. But at, at what point do you, do you start to draw some conclusions that might affect the way that you, you wager upon a race? Yeah. I mean, at any point you want to get off the duck and get that first win out of the way. That's for sure. So, um, you know, at this point it's, it's still very early, but you would, you know, it, they're making it to the races. Uh, that's, that's the first part. Uh, you'd love to be able to get, get those wins out of the way and, 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 you know, cause if you're winning now, then you're going to be showing up in the stakes races, uh, the bigger purses there, which, which help you rise to the top of, of the freshman sires list. Uh, you know, if you're not winning, having winners by now, you, you're starting to get a little itchy, getting a little nervous, um, you know, and as the year goes on, you're hoping that these horses end up in, in the black type events. Um, you know, a horse like Frosted last year, they, they were kind of knocking on the, on the black type, uh, winners' doors, they were there. But but what I I liked about him was was they were winning with with respectable numbers. You know, kind of seventy plus. I think they would run ads. He had the most two year old winners of an eighty plus buyer, and uh, that's something to always keep an eye on because because those horses that are running run those numbers as two year olds, you would think are going to be able to elevate and run faster numbers as they mature as three year olds, which would put them in you know, the realm of, of running triple digit buyer speed figures and high 90 buyer speed figures, which would, would be horses that would then compete on the, the triple crown type trail, those kind of numbers. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of forecasting to do. There's a lot of analyzing to do, um, you know, for a horse like classic empire, he was champion two-year-old and he broke his, his, his main may of his two-year-old year. So, so he's a horse that should have a bunch of runners now. Um, versus probably like the unified type, which, which, you know, maybe he'd be a little bit later developing type as he was. Um, but 
the fact that they're coming out, they're already two-year-old stakes winners. That gives you a lot of uh, a lot of hope, and uh, that's really where everybody wants to be at this moment. You gave me a couple of ideas there. There is a couple. There are a couple of tools out there where I might start being able to look at this in figure terms. You know, I wish I had the, all the time in the world. We could make our own metrics based on these freshman sires and, and figures and things like that. But that is something I can bring to these discussions as we update this list throughout the year. Something I'm looking forward to. And then also looking at that idea of which sires have had a number of horses coming out. Tops on that list right now would be one you mentioned up top, Caravaggio. But as you said, that's, I'm sure, in part because of the, the international um, connection. In terms of the in terms of, uh, of other numbers on that list that jump out, Klimt is a runner. I thought that was interesting to have 20, uh, 20 starters already. Two of them have one son of quality road. Uh, that's maybe maybe something interesting to, to pay attention to. Maybe, maybe it just starts to all level out, but it'd be interesting to see, um, you know, how that how those those numbers of starters play out over the next couple of months. I, I imagine we're going to see some wild fluctuations given all the two year old racing we have coming down the pike. Oh, absolutely, and and you also start to see you know, a lot of people now gear their gear their horses towards the premier two year old meets. Um, they wouldn't be necessarily cranking them up that early. Um, so I, I do think we're going to really start to see the cream of the crop start to be unveiled as Saratoga and Delmar and Ellis all, all get going. So that's, that's when it really gets exciting. Uh, that's when it really starts to shake itself out. And um, and so I'm, I'm sure we're in store for fireworks just like every year. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. Any other uh, message from you or, or from Gainesway before we, uh, we wrap up this edition of the show? No, we're just looking forward to the, to the July sale. We're excited to uh, to get the Tappert first yearlings uh, out in front of the buying public. And uh, he himself, you know, we think has every right to compete for uh, top honors next year as, as the leading fresh, freshman sire of two-year-olds. He himself was, uh, was a two-year-old stakes winner. He's out of a grade one winning two-year-old mare appealing Zofie. So uh, we think as far as the son of Tappert goes, uh, that really uh, separates himself from from other sons of Tappet, and uh, he's a horse that is producing excellent physicals just like himself. He has a 1.2 million dollar sales yearly at Saratoga, so we're happy to get back to Saratoga again this year. I think everybody is, and uh, not only are we going to have two year old racing, but we're going to have a horse sale to to all get together at, and uh, it's the hundredth anniversary there of the Saratoga horse sale. So uh, I got delayed one year, but I think everybody's chomping at the bit every day. You know, now we're to 100% capacity at Saratoga, so uh, I bet it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to get there, and obviously we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about everything going on with two-year-old racing at all at those premier meets uh, and racing really all across the country as stories comes up. When will you yourself physically be in Saratoga? Last question for you. Oh, we'll get up there uh, a little bit before the sale gets going. Uh midweek there before Whitney unless unless we get up earlier we do have uh Wit who's just on a practical joke he's going to be pointing for those early uh Saratoga Stakes races so uh it just so happens though if he makes it to the Sanfords the same day as the Haskell and we might have a big three-year-old running that same day so we'll see where uh where the crew all is up but uh uh if I got to go to Saratoga at any point I'm always uh 
definitely willing to go. So you know, you almost we'll you almost broke some news there. You almost did, but you you kept it. You kept the kept those cards a little close to the vest. I like that. It'll be be very interesting to see uh, where where your th- where your talented three year old ends up next, uh, wherever it is. Can't wait to hang with you. Maybe we can even do something. I mean, you know, just a production meeting in the middle of the show. We'll borrow from the other show. Maybe we could have a little uh, baby talk gathering at the at the paddock bar that Sunday before the the sales or something like that we'll keep listeners posted you know uh you can find sean on social media you can reach out to him through the Gainsway website as well you can find me at looms boldly or through in the money podcast.com i'm going to thank sean tugel one more time we'll thank our sponsors at Gainsway. we will be back with you in a couple of weeks for the start of saratoga i bet you there'll be a salty uh two-year-old race in those first couple of cards we'll, we'll come back and yap about that until then may the hammer drop your way